When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But I'll have, what um, do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. Just distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. Have it. You, you no no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline and deadline. Are you even listening to me right now? Hey guys, if you're looking for a quality bow dealership near Newcastle, Pennsylvania, look no farther than Williams Archery down in Edinburgh, PA, just minutes west of the city. They offer Hoyt, PSE, Elite, Bear, and many more brands. Go check out their bow fishing equipment, or stop in for hands-on shooting lessons. Give Ron and Linda a call at 724-667-9660. Welcome to episode 41 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and joining me in the Rack Shack forever because he's the other co-host or host of the podcast, Charles Hamlin. How you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good, man. You got some spotted cows in here, and uh, this is my first go at a spotted cow. Pretty decent, right? Yeah, I was just hitting it a little bit there as you were doing the intro. It is the Wisconsin yingling, as you say. That's what I'm calling it, man, because that's what it tastes like to me, and I love yingling, so it's good to go. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. I was looking at it, you brought it out, I'm like, man, this thing's going to taste like shit. It's going to taste like a cow. I didn't know what it was. I really didn't know what to expect. I thought it was like one of those fancy craft beers. Yeah, you know? man. Made with real cow. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. right. Out of the udders. <laughs> I hear they put the udders right into the bottles and they just <laughs> right in there. <laughs> Pretty sure that's milk. <laughs> oh, damn. You're right. If cows produced beer. Oh, dude, oh, I'd man. have 10 of them in my backyard. Me too. It'd be good. I'd have them all over the neighborhood. I don't even care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I'm really good at getting off topic. Dude, I'm okay with it. But it's, it's an good. intro, so we don't really have a topic. We don't have a topic really for today. It's just us here in the studes. I'm in the that's studes right. with my dude. We're actually not here with anyone today for the we first time. We say that a lot, and then there's someone sitting there. But I can assure you, I'm looking right now, and there's no one in that chair. I hope there's there's no one. Uh, yeah, I hope too. Because <laughs> that'd, that'd be creepy. <laughs> we don't have anyone on the phone. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Shit. This place is haunted. We're going to have to move. Oh, God. The Rack Shack's haunted. Oh, man. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. So, hey, w- big exciting news coming up. I was looking into it today. I was on the website, Camo Cares, man. Nine days until Camo Care shoot. I'm very excited, man. We have a full team this year. We have a full team. It's going to be good. We are replacing one spot, unfortunately. Did we find a replacement? Not yet. Well, well, we are. We need to. And if we don't find one by the time this airs, I'm just going to shoot twice. You guys, (laughs) send us an email if you want to come with us and we'll consider it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll take it into consideration. (laughs) We're, we're expecting a lot of people, so we can only pick one. No. <laughs> but seriously, we need another shooter. Um, you know, one guy backed out on us. He has a basketball <clears throat> tournament. Burks. <clears throat> Burks, you bum. <laughs> so, yeah, we had that conversation last night, but I am looking forward to it. I think we're going to try to do a sponsor. We really need to. You know, we can do the bronze level, I think it was. We don't got to get that high. It's, you know, we'll do bronze. It, it, yeah, it gives us a sign on all three courses, gets our name out there. Maybe some people see it. There's going to be thousands of thousands of people there. Yep, definitely. You know, tons of shooters, what, 400 shooters usually? Something like that, yeah. Man, I'm looking forward to it. I was just texting my manager the other day. You know, I'm getting a little fired up about it. I'm ready. I'm, I'm looking forward to spending the whole day there. We had to leave early last year. Mm-hmm. We didn't get the whole experience. And last year was a blast. Oh, dude, I had a great time last year. You know, you said you're ready to rock. I am not even close to ready to rock because I've only shot my bow twice this year. Well, that's two more than me, but I will be getting it out here if it ever stops raining. (laughs) Dude, I looked up a statistic the other day. Actually, I saw it come up. 72% of the days of this year, there has been precipitation. That's rain or snow. 72% of the days. Pretty sure that's more than Seattle. That's insane. That's pretty crazy. And it's raining right now. <laughs> it is. I, I can't get away from it, man. Our fishing's been hurting us. My scouting has been hurting us because I'm ready to scout, but I'm not ready to get wet. Yeah, I'm actually worried about a lot of things. Like right now, turkeys are nesting. Yep. You know, there's going to be water areas that are going to be forcing either predators to dry ground. There's going to be a lot less land for them to hide in. Those low river bottoms are going to be up, so they're going to be forced up to higher grounds, which might Screw up the nesting. And that's like, there's so many things. There's fawns right now mm-hmm. that you got to worry about. I the, saw a fawn yesterday. You did. Yeah. Indeed. And yeah, he was actually, cool. well, he, she, it was taking advantage of the water. <laughs> yeah. She's taking a little drink. <laughs> he, he, she, whatever, was taking a little drink out of the water. Super cute. It hasn't identified itself yet. It's <laughs> yeah. too young. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. But you know, one thing I'm actually really worried about for this year because of all this rain. How bad are the mosquitoes going to be? They're horrible already. I know. It's only going to get worse, man. They can literally nest anywhere. It was dropping down into like the 40s at night last mm-hmm. night. Getting really chilly and I was still getting lit up. Yep. Usually when it, it drops down like that, they're, they're nowhere to be found. Yep. Man, they were all over the place. All I can say to everybody out there listening, invest in Thermocell stock yeah. because I'm going to be buying a bunch of it. So. We might have to buy a whole nother refill. Because I'm going to have to, for sure. I think I'm already through two of the cartridges just I'm from turkey two of them season. too, man. From turkey season. I've been bringing them with me fishing on the yeah, kayak. Me too, man. I've needed it. I forgot it the one night. I literally got lifted out of the kayak for half a second. I had to grab the, the, the paddle and start paddling because I was literally leaving the ground yeah <laughs> they were gonna lift me and bring me into their lair and i was never coming back yeah, man. oh dude it's <sighs> bad it's bad 
<laughs> I'm, I'm very scared. Early season is going to be rough in the deer stand. It's going to be real tough. I'm hoping it just gets really cold before then. Yeah. And well, maybe sets back the population of mosquito. Hashtag global warming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens, but. I don't know. I mean, hopefully we'll get into that. We're going to get into early season tactics. We're going to talk a little bit about our deer season, but I want to recap. We kind of promised listeners we were going to recap turkey season. Yep. And we didn't even get into my kill story. We didn't get into yours. We didn't get into mine. We'll pretty much just do that, and then we'll, yeah. we'll work on to the next topic. And, and <laughs> the funny thing is we recorded that first turkey episode the night I killed my turkey. Yeah, yeah, remember. literally, literally. <laughs> and we're like, ah, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll keep it. Mm-hmm. We'll keep it for a full episode, but we're just going to quick recap. So I think where we left off, we had our Ohio hunts. Mm-hmm. We had that opening weekend. Anthony got his bird. And it was a struggle after that. It was, man. I was having a hard time getting on bird, period. This season got tough. It did. I did not hear a single gobble until I think it was the third weekend of the season. Um, Because that- remember, I went with Bud and Junior. Yeah. Well, actually, Junior, Bud had to watch his newborn baby. Yep. And because his wife was working. And I went out with Junior, and I went out with Ferletta. Ferletta was running camera. He still had his gun with his second tag. And I got on this bird that gobbled and gobbled and gobbled. It was insane. Yeah, you sent me a freaking, uh, I think, Snapchat yeah. of, of the audio. And you were, you were like, dude, this bird gobbled 400 times. At least. Yeah, pretty I mean, crazy. Like I've never experienced anything like that before. Intense. From the second we got set up, and we walked almost, I mean, we walked right around this bird, basically. Mm-hmm. And we got set up, and we made so much noise. We're rumbling around. It's a horrible morning. And then all of a sudden we sit down. As soon as we sit down and get all set up, we hear a gobble off in the distance. Beautiful. I'm like, well, we're not going to stay here. That's that's far enough away. We got to get up and move. Left the decoy set up. We just got up. We're like, we're running gunning now. Let's go. We took off towards the noise. And it's starting to get light now to a point where you kind of want to be set up. Right. But, I mean, he's just hammering. Yeah. Gobble, gobble. A motorcycle goes by, he gobbles 10, 12 times. Oh, jeez, he's a good one. Dude, he's just going off on the roost. So we get all the way up, and it's it's weird. We're hunting on the top of one giant hillside, basically, like a big ridge top. And it kind of runs out, and these birds roost all off the edges the whole way around this, this big top flat. Like, it's pretty big area, but it's all flat on top, big mature woods, some open areas, and he's roosting off the edge. So we get to the top where we can peak the top of that ridge. He sounds close at this point. I bet you at that point, because we're now almost eye level with the bird. Yeah. Never did see it. But it, I mean, he sounded like he was right there. Man. Within 100 yards, 100%. Because I went later on, we'll get there, but later on the season, I went back to that spot to look for him and found where he was roosting, saw where he eventually, when he did pitch down, he hung up. On the bottom. Mm -hmm. And we were set up perfect. There's thick to our right, thick to our left. We're in this beautiful open area. There's one spot for him to come up, and that's right to us. And we're calling. He's answering every noise you make. And he's just gobbling and gobble. And usually birds do that, and they'll hit the ground and stop. No. Bird hit the ground and immediately kept gobbling. I mean, he probably gobbled over 100 times in the tree, pitched down late. It was like quarter after seven, he pitched down, which was pretty late. Yeah. I mean, that's like an hour after real daylight. And we're like, man, I got to get, I got to get up there. I got to move. So I would just crawl up to the next little ridge where I could see over top. And it's like every 15, 20 yards, there's a blind spot that you can see down the next 15, 20 yards. So I just keep doing that. I keep working my way up the next one and you can just hear him pacing down at the bottom. 
Eventually, he goes quiet, and I think I boogered him up, and I'm kind of kicking myself because at this point, I was would have been within 50 yards. So I let out some calls, and sure enough, I hear gobble like 200 yards to our right. So he must have just worked off that way, went quiet, and just started working off to the next area, and he just kept, keeps hammering. So we run back up the hill. We run all the way over. We cut him off. We get set up. Again, here's where we screwed up. We did not go down that halfway point down the hill where that bird was comfortable. We stayed right on the top where you can see down in. Oh, dude. And it all happened fast. As soon as I called and we started moving and I kept calling, it started closing the distance on us. So we thought we were out of time. So I did end up closing distance on that bird. I belly crawled all the way up to it. And in the middle of my belly crawl, I tried to get around this big dead tree and set up in front of it so it would break up my outline. As I was crawling around it, instead of just setting up behind it, I I put my gun forward and I look up and there's a giant redhead, probably the biggest bird head I've ever seen in my life, 20 yards away, looking right in my direction. Oh, no. The only thing I can think was I had very good cover, ground cover, and I had my leafy, full leafy suit on. Yep. I was very well covered and I was barely moving. But my thought is he heard me crawling and thought it was the turkey finally closing distance because we went co- we went cold we stopped calling and I think he kind of poked up looking for that bird and when he didn't see it and maybe he saw me a little bit all he did was turn walked right back down the hill and was gone oh dude yeah we did hear him later on he only went about four hundred yards started gobbling his head off again <laughs> yeah and we it went on to private land couldn't get to him yeah. That's how it seemed to happen for me a lot of the time, too. Yeah. Just always something. So, I mean, that was really exciting, though. I mean, that bird literally gobbled 400, 500 times throughout the day, and we had a lot of good audio of it. No one else saw the bird. I was the only one that saw it. And for that split second, I almost pulled off a, a prayer shot, but I figured I knew where he was roosting. I'd come back another day and try to find him. Came back another day. Never found him. Never heard him again. And that was the last time I went in there. Yeah. Well. It happens, dude. It happens. But, yeah. you know, you were lucky enough to get on another bird, weren't you? I was. I got some pretty good intel from my brother, John. His wife, Brittany's parents, at their house, they have like a little horse farm and they have some pretty good land. They were seeing two toms, a jake, and two hens, religiously sending me pictures every single day. Decent. Right in their front yard, right in their driveway. I mean, all over their house. So... Anthony and I kind of got in there and we got set up and we tried to hunt them a couple times and we did see birds, couldn't get on them. And then finally we went out for our first afternoon mm-hmm. instead of the mornings before work where you could only hunt an hour. And we're walking in and he had cut a piece of that field. And we didn't know that. We were trying to walk into an area where the birds were usually in the neighbor's property early in the afternoon. And then they would work back up into her property. To roost. To roost. Yeah. And we would kill them on the, before they got on to roost. Well, sure enough, we go around the walk in to try not to spook these birds, and we bump right into them. If I didn't have my camera in my hand, I had a tom at 10, 15 yards. But oh, I had the camera dude. in my right hand, and I just found out, like, Ferletta, you forgot the camera card. <laughs> you forgot to put the SD card back in. It's like, we can't film anything without the SD card. Dude. And right as that happened, I looked up, and there's a bird just looking at me. And Ferletta's <clears throat> in front of me. He never saw it. Well, they boogied the hens boogied and flew he saw the hens he never saw these gobblers they were 10 yards away never saw them they ran all the way across the field by the time they got to the other side of the field like 80 yards away he's like oh look there's the toms i'm like no shit (laughs) (laughs) what do you think i've been looking at this whole time dude you should have just threw the camera at him i could have you could have just killed him with the camera i had a wide open i could have just crushed him here's the thing they do say when you're hunting you don't just kill him with your weapon you got to kill him with the camera too 
You could have taken that completely literally and just a, killed him with the camera. That's put you a missed, whole new perspective. Missed opportunity, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I had my hand in the strap. The throw would have been bad. <laughs> oh, dude. So we decided we weren't going to go get the camera card. Mm-hmm. We're going to go work around these birds, try to cut them off again still because they're low-pressured birds. Absolutely. We got a really good chance. You had so the GoPro, we, though, didn't you? I did. There you go. I had the GoPro on me, so we went down around to the bottom of her property, down near the neighbor's property where the birds were supposed to be, started coming up this this little ridge where we hunted in the previous mornings, and we see a hen on the other ridge top. Like, okay, well, the hens flew away. They were the most spooked. Mm-hmm. Toms never knew what happened. They just kind of ran off and got confused because they stopped for a while on the other side of the woods before they worked off into them. And I'm like, well, the hens are there. Maybe the Jake will be with the hens because Jake was with the hens. Yeah. At this point, I don't have a bird. I don't care. I'm shooting anything. Yeah. Do not care. Got a couple tags. I have two tags to fill. I got to get a bird on the ground. This is late in the year. So we get up in there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go down farther in where we saw him a couple mornings ago out of the roost. I'm going to set up. Anthony, you stay down here. Finally, I see the hens cresting the second ridge and they start coming up and they start fooling around a little bit and they disappear. Nothing with them. So I'm getting a little confused. I'm sitting there. I got my GoPro set up. I'm at least going to capture myself taking the shot, I hope. And some deer start working out. I take my GoPro and I'm filming the deer. Well, they start snorting and stomping, but they're not looking at me. Mm-hmm. They're looking off to my back right. And I'm thinking in my mind, there's got to be a bird over there. I mean, there has to be a turkey or something that's fooling with these deer because they're really into whatever's over there. Right. So I'm looking at my right, but I'm set up to shoot kind of left and in front of me and back, way back to my right. Not even at like a 45 or a, what would that be, 3 o'clock? We're talking like 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Pops out of Tom with this giant beard just right on the four-wheeler trail that I'm basically hunting off of. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just off the four-wheeler trail on this giant tree. Nothing between him and, he, him and I but air. So I do something stupid that we've talked about before. You just sat your butt down. I was, well, I was, I was like laying almost all the way down. I was, I got real low to, to hide in those May apples. Yeah. Well, I couldn't turn on him. I didn't have enough time. He was working away from me. I just switched the gun to my left hand. Oh, I know where you're going now. Put my head all the way down on that barrel as best as I could. Slowly closed my eye, put that bead right above where the neck meets the body. And I squeeze one off. At this point, if, I don't know if you've ever done this. You're right eye dominant, I take it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever tried to look at something with your right eye closed? Absolutely. I shoot with both eyes open, though, so. Right. Mm. And I do, too, with my bow now, and it's amazing. Yeah, so much better. So when I closed my right eye, I felt like that bird got 20 yards farther. <laughs> I mean, it was <laughs> yeah. just so weird and unnatural. You're, like, hyper-focused it, at that yeah, point. Yeah, it was yeah. awkward, but I, I really squeezed it off as best I could. That's the other thing. You're shooting with your left finger. Never done that before. This was dumb. I missed. Bad. I'm sure. Birds go flying everywhere. The two toms fly off to my right. The two hens fly off to my left. I turn and I get up on my knee and I'm sitting there like, you idiot. Did you really just do that? So I start clucking and purring and just making some soft noises. And sure enough, I see a turkey head pop up at like 70 yards. No clue what it is. It's getting dark. The sun's right behind it. I'm like, all right. So I just keep clucking soft purr. Cluck, soft purr, soft purr. This bird's coming right at me. Yeah. Head up, alert, just like, what? is that? Where did you guys go? And it's diagonal both sides of the trail. Like, give me the perfect opportunity. If it's a beard on it, I would see it. Finally, it gets like 35 yards and turns, and I see a nubber. I'm like, that's the Jake. I was like, the Jake. Well, guess what, buddy? I just missed. 
I'm not going home empty-handed. He comes all the way into like 30 yards. I probably could have called him into my pocket at this point. Yeah. And I slammed him. I mean, I dropped him dead in its tracks. Beautiful. Crushed it. Yep. Filmed none of this on my GoPro. <laughs> well. <laughs> because I had it on sitting there like looking at me. Mm-hmm. But I never had time when he popped up. I, everything happened so fast. I never had time to actually record. Yeah. So I recorded my reaction on the recovery, and it was actually really cool. Um, It was different, man. But just to get a bird on the ground after like probably three, three and a half weeks of really hitting it hard day in and day out. Felt good, man. Oh, man. Felt good. Little bird on the ground action. It meant the world to me. <clears throat> yeah. Dude, absolutely. I'd have felt the same stinking way, man. Yeah. And then, you know, our buddy Booer just just released a blog on uh it's titled just a jake Mm -hmm. and you know he covers a lot of really good topics in that blog and i suggest everybody go to northern what is it is it the website northern outcast outdoors.com okay read their blog and read that actual article and it's really great he goes into a bunch of things and it really recaps the essence of you know because he got a lot of crap on his jake Mm -hmm. i didn't you know i didn't post it i did post it i Mm -hmm. didn't post it like across any big media forums but just so happened that like Turkey Tuesday was that day and this big forum with a lot of followers took his bird and posted it. It was amazing, but he got a lot of flack for it. So he made this article and this blog and it was phenomenal. Covers everything. It's really a good read. Go over and check that out. And I'll tell you, we're in Western PA, man. We got a decent bird flock, but Easterns are stubborn. They're hard to kill. And I don't give a shit. They taste good. I am in it. For the meat, I am not a trophy turkey hunter. Absolutely, When man. he told me he got flack for that, I was like, really? For a turkey? Mm-hmm. Like, I shot a bearded hen two years ago. You want to give me flack for that? <laughs> I don't give a shit. Yeah, man. It's, it's just... a bearded legal bird. Absolutely. A lot of people look down on bearded hens, too. But, you know, <clears throat> I'm perfectly fine with taking that. If yeah. it's legal and you can kill it. Well, not only that, I killed it on the first day. So, yeah. it, it's not like it had a nest. No. You no. know? Or anything like that, you have to worry about that its entire nest is going to get killed or whatever. Right. And I mounted that turkey for you. It's a trophy to you. That's a really cool bird, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Super cool bird. Yeah. So, I mean, that was pretty much my season. I had, I went out with Lane, Lane Baker. It was on our last episode. A few times after that, we covered it, man. We had some opportunities. And I did have an opportunity to kill a Jake. Mm -hmm. I had a Jake. (laughs) It was the coolest hunt. I'll I'll wait to go into detail. I want to get you caught up on your season, and then I'll go into detail on that one because it was a really cool hunt. We'll make it as quick as possible, and then we'll jump into uh, some fishing talk. What do you think? Absolutely, man. All right. Well, why don't you why don't you kind of start from kind of where you left off? I know <clears throat> you you went a little little cold, and you didn't really see much. You didn't really hear much. I left off on um, right after Anthony's story. Mm-hmm. Then I went. I left off on my Ohio hunt. Right. So after that, I kind of mentioned it on the last podcast, I'm kind of a loner during the week. I like to go out and kind of do my own thing and just, I'm real fast running gun. Like I go to a spot, if there's nothing there, I leave and go to the next spot. Like I might hit five spots in the morning right before work. Just real fast. If I go and I don't hear anything, I go to the next spot. And it's nice because your schedule allows you to do that. My schedule allows me to do that. Yeah, I can hunt until 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning. I can hit a bunch of spots. It's, It's awesome. Yeah. So I hunted... I don't know. That first week or two, I hunted like four or five days, not a whole lot. Then after that, I started hitting a little bit harder. Had a bunch of good experiences. The one that really sticks out to me before I actually got got my bird down, I was hunting and went into a spot blind, set up decoys. I set up a hen decoy and I set up a jake, like a half strut jake. Not super intimidating, nothing like that. And I'm there and 
it's just starting to get up light and I just started real easy. Like I did a fly down was freaking perfect. I was so impressed with myself with how good it turned out. A little fly down cackle. A little fly down cackle right after that, dude, bird cut, started hammering. That was the first like true gobble I heard all year. I was like, yes. And I just kept going real nice and light and they kept gobbling real nice and light kept gobbling. And then I started getting into it a little bit and I heard them, <clears throat> I heard them fly down. They couldn't have been more than 80, 90 yards from me. And they started closing the distance fast. And I was like, yes, this is going to be good, man. So I'm sitting there and my decoys are actually like a little bit to my right. I did that on purpose because I was trying to get them on camera so I could just kind of pan past them when they were going. Okay. Doing it. I was trying to set myself up for a self-film. Right. So I see the birds pop out. I see their heads probably at like 70 yards. I'm like, yes. Did a couple little quick little yelps, quick little purr. And they're still coming in, coming in, coming in. They hit about that 40-yard mark. And they see that Jake. Now, both of them had clear, visible beards, probably. They weren't the biggest birds I've ever seen, but probably eight or nine-inch beards. Yeah, they were the two we've been seeing all year yeah. prior to. They were yeah. nice birds. Real respectable birds, man. I shot either one of yeah, them. Yeah, probably a couple two-year-olds. Yep. They just definitely were not the dominant bird in the area because they saw that Jake, and they just stopped on a dime. And they got all goofy, and I probably could have threw out a prayer shot, but I decided not to, and they just freaking took off. I was like, come on, man. So that was about as close as I had gotten at that point. After that, next week or so, I got on birds one or two more times. Nothing that close, but, you know, I'd get to them to like that 80-yard point, and they'd hang up, and they'd go off and do whatever they wanted to do. Well, I was working one day, and it was probably like, I didn't wake up real early that morning, so I was going to get off a little bit later, probably like 4 o'clock, and it was probably 3 o'clock. And Anthony called me and goes, hey, dude, I'm, I just drove past someone property that we hunt. There's a big old tom out there with a hen. And I'm like, dude, I would love to go right now, but like, I'm I'm not going to get off for another hour. And he was like, all right, that's fine. Like, I was like, I'm probably going to go out of work and just try and strike him up. He's going to be somewhere around there. And I got off work. I got all my shit together and I went out there and I drove out and I pulled in. Didn't see anything. I was like, all right, so they're probably on the hillside somewhere. Loaded my gun, didn't grab the camera like a dum-dum. And <laughs> I go out and I'm just starting to get out into like where I'm going to walk in to go hunting, and he's freaking standing there right over the hen. I'm like, oh, no, I froze right in my tracks, and I got behind some cover, and I was like, oh, man. So I was like, the only way that I'm going to be able to do this is if I just pop out and shoot him. So I peeked around the corner, and he was turned around. I was like, here's my chance. And I literally ran up and took a knee, and he turned around and stuck his head up, and I just freaking clobbered him, dude. It was the fastest hunt I've ever been on. <laughs> it's like five minutes. Really good bird, man, honestly. Ten-inch beard, little over an inch spurs. I mean. Just absolutely clobbered him. It was it was like absolutely perfect. I couldn't ask for yeah. anything better. Got a bird on the ground. I had like huge weight lifted off my shoulders. It was beautiful. Yeah, because that was even later in the season. Mm -hmm. that, I mean, was, that was that was getting, the last week. Yeah, that was the last week. The Tuesday of the last week. Okay. And then I forgot to post pictures of it and then post them like at the end of the week. But, you know. It all works out. Yeah, it all worked out. It was, it was a good, good bird. It was, it was a really good bird. good bird. I was real happy with it, man. Yeah. And then. Uh, you got to eat good, too. That's the best part. That's the best part, man. I got I got my turkey legs. I got my turkey breasts. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to go. Literally, if I popped out and he was a Jake, I was shooting him anyway. Hell yeah. He just happened to have a beard. He's got a beard? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> was shooting him no matter today. what, dude. If he had just a little freaking nub, he was going down because I was to the wire and I hadn't shot a turkey at that yeah. point. Well, that's how I was feeling two weeks prior to that, so. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Totally. Pressure will get to you. Pressure will get to you, man. And it's well, not like there was that really pressure. It was just that everyone else was killing birds. Mm -hmm. You know, 
Tanner was dropping birds. Literally, all of my friends had shot a bird at that point. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to go out with tag soup. I got three tags burning a hole in my pocket right now. Still wasted two of them, but... You and Booer were on crunch time, man. It was bad, To get it done. It was bad. But yeah, so then Booer... Well, Booer and I had planned to go back in. We were going to go in and back after those two toms that we had left at uh, Brittany's parents' house. And we were going to get in after them, and I'm like, well... I got in contact with Lane, and Lane was like, dude, I can go out this morning. It was, what, Memorial Day morning. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, man, I promised to hunt with Booer. Like, he's been struggling. I'll go with you, but do you mind if he comes with me? Because I really need to get him a bird. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he needs to get a bird for his sanity. Bad. You know, he's having a really hard year, and he's like, absolutely, bring him on. We went out in the morning, and we went to a spot where Tanner and Lane had gone, and they struck up. Literally, I think he said like a dozen different birds were gobbling. Absolutely crazy. Insane. So we're standing there and it's getting that time and we haven't heard anything. Mm-hmm. So he's like, all right, here's my, he pulls out his owl here. He's like, it's time to shut, it's time to shock him. Yep. He lets off this wicked loud owl hoot. I mean, it just carries. We're on a nice high point we're hearing and it just carries all through these fields. And all of a sudden we hear gobble way out. Yeah. Wow, big gobble. And we're like, dude, let's go. And he's like kicking himself because that was the spot he usually walks in from Mm -hmm. and what he did with tanner he walked in from there and all the birds were gobbling where we were well now we walked in from a different side and all the birds were gobbling over where he was with tanner that's how it works dude (laughs) (laughs) so we get down there we start working down closer to this bird and he lets off another owl hoot and it got it it hammers again and we start getting closer to a point where he owl hoots with his mouth because that owl hooter is way too loud and another bird, different bird, gobbles off to our direct right. Mm-hmm. So we we set up on it, and we're kind of in between because it's it's basically roosting on a tree line, a single tree line between a pasture and like an overgrown area where the bird had been frequenting earlier in the year. Right. We just figured we'll sit in the middle, wait to see which way it pitches down. If it makes any kind of noise, then we'll set up. Right. Because if we go to one side and he's on the other, he's not going to cross this fence. Yep. Or this this tree, this basically it's like a, a overgrown kind of tree line. Mm-hmm. So that bird goes totally quiet. And another bird gobbles, like to our 45, kind of close, maybe two, 250 yards away. So we're like, let's go make a play on that bird. We start working it on it. And as we're closing the distance and it's set up perfect, they're in front of me. I'm in the back and I look up and I see two hens standing in the wide open, like 300 yards away, just looking right at I'm like, guys, stop. <laughs> and they all freeze and they look back at me. I'm like, dead ahead. And the birds are just like, what is that? Yeah. And then they take, and this bird was, I mean, before while we were moving on it, I mean, he's gobbling on his own. He's in the mood. Lane's like, this bird's going to die. <laughs> sure enough. We, what happened was I'm thinking basically we're working through this overgrown cow pasture and there's cut fields on both sides kind of coming to a point up to a hill. Mm-hmm. To our right, we didn't know. Probably where that first initial gobbler was gobbling with some hens, because we heard hens too. They must have flew down that way and started working up. And he was up at the high point on the left. Right. Saw those birds started gobbling, showing off to try to get them to come up to them. And they were they were gonna have a dance party in the middle of this field. It was <laughs> gonna have a dance party. <laughs> it was going down. And sure enough, we boogered up his hens, and I'm sure as soon as they ran, he took off. Absolutely. And so we got on a bunch of different birds throughout the day though. A lot of close calls. Booer ended up getting his bird later that day. I had to leave to go to my party and 
I was having at my house, which I was late for. Thanks, Lane and Boer. <laughs> got me in a lot of trouble. Yeah, it happened. <laughs> we got on a bird late. What do you want me to do? You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean to, but I kind of rode with Lane, and I was not going to have them give up an opportunity on a really nice bird, you know? Yeah, man, I don't blame you. I'm sorry. My wife, I'm sorry. Okay. So My wife. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up hooking up with Lane later on that uh, week. Got to meet up with him, I think it was either the next day or a couple days later in the afternoon. It was hotter than all hell. We got out to a spot where he'd been seeing a lot of birds. He said he's been seeing like three long beards and there was a group of jakes and we start walking in. He spots these birds. I don't even know how far away. I never even saw him. He's like, there's birds in the back corner. So we go all the way around, put this huge stock on them. We get in. It's just, we put like the most beautiful, amazing stock on these birds. We're 50 yards away. <laughs> Deer, this deer works across the field right in the woods. It's like 12 yards away. We kind of tried to booger it off quietly and we did. It didn't snort. He's like, well, this can go one of two ways. I'm going to get out my gobbler decoy. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to go after him. If you get excited enough at this point, we knew they were Jake's. Yeah. We identified two birds as Jake's. Third one, we weren't sure. So he goes out there and he starts to get up the hill. And they see the decoy and immediately I'm like, hey, the head's turned white. And as soon as I said it, he's like, get ready, they're coming. We both recognized those birds were in the mood. Absolutely. Here they come running. There's three of them. They come running at them. Two Jakes in the lead. The bird in the back acted really funny the whole time. He was always with the hens. Mm -hmm. He was never the one to close the distance on us. And But you couldn't see a beard. We almost thought it was an older bird maybe with beard rot. You That's couldn't possible. make out a beard at all. Yeah. Like, no nub, nothing. That's super possible. That's pretty common here in PA's yeah. beard rut. And then there was the Jake that we couldn't see a beard on either. And then there was Super Jake with like a four or five inch beard. It was all the way out and curved up. <laughs> and those two are just gobbling right at him. And they're 10 yards in front of Lane. He's hiding behind this decoy. Gobbling, making all kinds of noise, putting on a show. And I had him at like 10 yards. We only we didn't get a camera set up. It's the only thing. We had the GoPro. Yep. But we didn't have the big camera or nothing. I'm like. I don't don't really want to shoot another Jake at this point. Right, right. You know, at this point now, my my thought isn't, oh, I'm not going to shoot a Jake. It's I'm on Lane's property that he manages his properties very well, and he told me flat out, I don't care. Shoot whatever you want. Mm -hmm. If it gets you fired up when they come in, shoot them. <sighs> Dude, I had my bead on that head so hard, my finger pressing on the trigger, and I just couldn't do it. I <laughs> I mean, obviously, I wanted to kill something, but I knew who I was hunting with. I knew I had a whole week. You know, yeah. I wanted to get on a on a decent bird. I'm using my bonus tag. It's a bonus for a reason. Absolutely. You, you know, be a little bit more selective and picky. And yeah. Had I not already filled a tag once and on a Jake, I would have shot that bird. And I, I still would have almost shot that bird. It yeah, man. So I don't blame you. I'd have probably, honestly, I'd have probably shot him. But I know. I know. But we did get on a gobbler later that day. And it mm -hmm. just so happened that it was, everything was so overgrown from the last time he was there that we expected the bird to do one thing and he actually didn't have a spot to cross from one field to the other because it had gotten so overgrown and we had go figure those three, four days of hard rain. Yep. At, there was probably eight, 10 inches of water standing between us. Oh, that's the and worst. We couldn't get it, you know, the distance to work. So it happened, man. But I feel my tag. I was happy. It was a great season. Dig it. Yeah. High five did a good season. Yeah, that's Ooh, that a high a five. Good one. That was a good one. We've put up too. some soft high fives on this podcast. We have. That's a good high five. That's a good one. I put a little extra into it. I put a little extra oomph into it. Give it the <laughs> onion. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, I mean, that's it, man. That's our turkey season. That was our turkey season, yeah. 
you know, pretty eventful. Very eventful. Came down to the wire for a couple of us, but it was it was good. It was real good. It was a great season. Not disappointing at all. We had a great. We had probably our best season ever last year. This season for me may have been more fun. I got out more. I got on more birds. I mean, I had a blast. That's what matters, man. A blast. That's what matters. And now I'm having fun fishing. Now I'm having fun fishing. Me too, man. I almost can't get like these giant bass out of my mind at this point. Dude, you know, whenever we decided to like join this tournament and stuff, I was so amped. But I mean, if you guys probably saw, we posted stuff every single day. We were hyping the hell out of this tournament. Mm -hmm. But now that we're fishing, dude, I'm in it so much more. I'm so like, I'm so jacked. Like whenever I get a chance, I'm out on the water and I'm trying to catch fish and you know, we're both doing okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely lacking it. I've been out twice. So I've been out twice in the water. I've got my five fish in. Mm-hmm. My biggest fish is 12 inches. That it's happens, Dink City. I just wanted to feel my first five. But I've been lacking on my tackle. So I went out, spent a bunch of money filling stream, bought a bunch of new lures. Haven't even put them in the water yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the worst timing it ever for work to start picking up and getting busy and then it's been raining so much i gotta cut grass on the side so i just not been out on the water i will get out this weekend at a boy that's what that's the attitude i want to hear it's gonna happen and i'm gonna catch some toads i would like to say though for all of you listening your vote would be greatly appreciated <laughs> i am currently running for the mayor of dink city <laughs> <laughs> But I am in the lead strongly, so he needs some support. Mm-mm. I'm in the lead of Dink City. Well, maybe my fish are way smaller than yours. Yeah, but I've caught more dinks. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm for like sure. that's all I can catch lately is dinks. And you know, you're riding with with a respectable bag. It's uh, not the biggest bag, but you're riding at fifty six inches and three fifty six and three quarter inches. It's not good. That's just over eleven inch average. It it, it is. It's not great. I'm running at sixty four. But you went up to Lake Erie, you cheater. I did run up to Lake Erie. <laughs> I got actually a funny story about Lake Erie. Oh, my gosh. So me and my wife drove up there on Saturday. Got out a little later than we wanted to. Went to the first spot. Caught a couple nice largemouth. I put a fish on the board. I was like, this is going to be freaking awesome. And then we went out into the bay, Misery Bay. And my wife caught a nice largemouth. Then she catches a freaking slob smallmouth, which was awesome. It was like, wasn't the longest fish ever. I think it was like 16 inches, but dude, <clears throat> I threw it on the scale, it was just shy of like four pounds. That's a big small egg. That is. That's some girth. And then I hooked into my personal best smallmouth of all time, dude. I'm telling you, this thing was probably pushing five pounds. Jeez. It was enormous, dude. And <clears throat> I'm reeling this thing in, reeling, I'm not horsing it. I got my net right next to me. I'm ready to freaking grab it. And guess what happened? To spit it? The fish was so big, it straightened the hook. Oh, on a Ned rig, dude. They were freaking stout hooks, and that thing straightened the hook and came right off. I could not believe it. I lost my mind. Like, I just, I was like defeated at that point. Fish some more, caught a couple small ones, nothing too crazy. And then we were like, all right, let's get out of here. We'll come back tomorrow. Woke up the next day real early. I got out in the water exactly when I wanted to, put my next two fish on the board that gave me five fish, and I was like, this is awesome. This is going to be the greatest day ever. We go out into the bay. Brooke catches another largemouth. She's freaking got her five fish on the board. Everything's good. I thought you were going to leave that detail out that you got your ass handed to you. Oh, I wasn't going to I wasn't going to leave that out. Yeah, my wife is kicking my butt by the way. <laughs> she has a way better bag than I, mean, I do. She's beating me, but you two have fished together, so you have no excuse. You're getting your ass handed to you because you you 
are not catching as many fish sir, with equal opportunity. Dude, listen. Here's where <laughs> I'm getting to. I would be slamming a lot of people if I landed the two fish that I had on. My next fish that I got onto out in the bay, bigger than the one the day before, would have absolutely be my personal best. Large. Humongous smallmouth, dude. Smally. Giant. Like, absolutely giant. I've never seen a smallmouth this big in my life. Get the thing up to the boat, the yak, mm-hmm. and I had to fumble trying to get to my net, and uh-huh. it freaking spit the hook, dude. Oh, you want to talk about frustrated. I lost my mind the first time. I had a freaking conniption the second time. <laughs> dude, it, like, it would have absolutely put me up so much higher than I already was. It was enormous fish. I just wanted to put my hands on it, even if I didn't get right. on the bump board. Absolutely. If I would have just landed it. And I was so mad. So that was probably like 9.45 in the morning, right? Still got a lot of time to fish. We're like, well, there's a couple inlets over this way and like a canal system on the other side of Misery Bay. We're like, let's go check that out. No, it's a good largemouth area. We'll just see if we can put a couple more fish in the bag. We paddled the whole way across Misery Bay. It's not a small bay. It's not, it's right off of Prescott Bay. So it's not as big as Prescott Bay, but it's, it's, it's pretty big if you're in a kayak. Get the whole way across there. I'm like, damn, that was far. We fish around in the in the canals for a little bit. It was just full of cottonwood, like that white stuff that lands oh, on the yeah. water. Messing up my reel, everything. I was like, forget this. This is terrible. Like, I can't even cast. There was so much stuff on my line. So we're like, all right, let's just go back to the original bay that we were in. We'll catch some more largemouth and we'll go home. We paddled out into the bay. And we're like, damn, the wind's picking up a little bit. Everything was fine. We probably got a quarter way across and a freaking storm blew in, dude. <clears throat> it's a big bay to be on a kayak. And it starts white capping hard. <laughs> like, I'm getting freaking rocked in my kayak, and so is Brooke. And I'm like, oh my God, we're going to die. So we both start paddling our asses off, man. Like, paddling, paddling, paddling. I get about halfway across, and I am shot. My arms are freaking shot, dude. I'm like, dude, the Coast Guard is going to find me. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was so bad. If you're lucky. Brooke's out ahead of me. She keeps turning back and looking at me. I'm like, just go. Go for the shore. Go for the shore. And we're paddling and paddling. Dude, it was like, it freaking took forever. I got to the other side, and I still had to get to the freaking opening of the bay. I was like, oh, my God. It is freaking going crazy right now with wind. Like, I'm talking, it got bad. I finally get into the bay, and I still have another, like, 300-yard paddle to the truck. Got to the truck. My arms literally detached from my body and just fell into the water. (laughs) <laughs> it was awful, man. That drive home was brutal because my arms were on fire. Yeah. And that was the last time I fished until yesterday. <laughs> I was I was beat, to say the least. I got my horrifying. Eyes, I got my eyes on a couple small ponds. With all the bad weather we've been having lately, <clears throat> I'm, I'm afraid to go anywhere near big waters anywhere. Because That's going to be the last time I do that for a while. Yeah. You never <laughs> know. I mean, it's literally been raining like every day. It's been super windy out. Like small ponds, bring it on, get me in there, let me go catch some dumb fish, because I need some dumb fish right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't need as dumb a fish as Walt needs, though. Oh, my gosh. Walt's <laughs> the worst. Walt is having the, <laughs> all right, the, the creator of this tournament, Walter Lee. Who puts a tournament Kales. together specifically for fishing for bass off a kayak and then doesn't record a fish. He's having the worst luck, dude. <laughs> He can't catch a fish right now to save his soul. I mean, I'm not feeling like the king of the north compared to some of the other, the other creators, but I'll tell you what, I feel like the king of all the entire seven kingdoms 
next to Walt. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's going to come in at the end and just freaking slam us, but... I hope not. <laughs> you know what? Chase is doing great. Chase is having a very good tournament. Chase is throwing us a beating, dude. I think he's number two in the creators <clears throat> right now, mm. behind just Parker and just in front of uh, Greg yeah. Godfrey. I don't know if he's in front of him anymore. He I is. Think Greg I just looked today. Head. Oh, really? Yes, I did. <laughs> All right. And they're both going out, and they're going to do some fishing together over the next, uh, what, today and tomorrow? Yep. yep. So they, I mean, I don't know. They could be changed right now. They've been fishing this entire afternoon. Yeah. This yeah, whole they, evening. Uh, they headed down to Lake Seminole, down there on the Florida Georgia line. We were actually supposed to go down, but work screwed both of us. So I text Walt and I, <laughs> I asked him if Florida Georgia line was fishing with us, <laughs> and I wanted a better response, and I didn't get as the good as response that I wanted. Oh man, yeah. Now I wanted to go down there and see those guys and meet up and and catch some fish with them, but it just didn't work out. We'll get it to down there another time. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. I just, I did. I really wanted to go down just for the opportunity to meet those guys face-to-face, drink like, I don't know, maybe two or three 30 racks of bushels, you know, some bush lattes. Just get all kinds of weird. (laughs) But (laughs) that's not going to happen this weekend. No. no. Unfortunately. I'm I'm bummed about it, but, you know, work got in the way, so it it just is what it is. Yeah. Initially, I was going to try to take today off, and then... Or I'm sorry, tomorrow off, but then I realized I forgot about my cousin's wedding that was tomorrow afternoon, and that would have been bad. Yeah. No, I feel you. <laughs> but I I'm glad you. I didn't because I have so much work. I'm way behind. <clears throat> well, way it happens, man. It happened. That's life. Unfortunately, my busy month this year is June. Last year and the year before was like July or August. This year it's June. Everything's going down in June. It but happens, my man. birthday's coming up. Ooh. Yeah, buddy. How old do you have? Be 14? No. 19. <laughs> My bad. Jeez, you Jeez. know this. <laughs> I just talked about illegal drinking on the podcast, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, it's going to be good though. We're still we still got time to get out. We're going to do some more fishing. I know you and me both are going to do some fishing this weekend. Let's put some bigger fish in the bag and show them what's up. Yep. I'm going to take a stab at the FGs here real quick and say that I'm going to at least call 3 fish. This weekend. That's beautiful. So That's not hard to do. Any fish I catch pretty much should call one of them. I mean, my goodness, I have been nothing but dinks. But I've only been running spinnerbaits. Literally, only spinnerbait. So, I got my tackle up to date. I'm actually a respected tackle now. Yeah. (laughs) I'm at the level just above, like, incompetent. So, (laughs) it's all good, dude. It's all good, I got some intel on them pig smallie was caught in the pond that i'm gonna try to go to this weekend Ooh, decent yeah i like it some buddies were out of from in from out of town this past weekend we put on a softball tournament and uh they hit this pond up and they were telling me where it was and i'm like dude i'm going to that pond this weekend like i'm going there and he showed me pictures of this giant smallie and beautiful i was teaching him how to do the hero pose i'm like dude your arm is way too close to your body like you got to get that out and just just enough bend in your arm you know like a I don't know what you would call that that angle there, but like a 75, 80 degree, yeah, dude. you know, you got to get that out there and just kind of show that bad boy off a little more. Beautiful. A pig. That's awesome. Yeah. He told me what Lori caught him on and everything. So I'm, I am ahead of the game. I'm hoping you freaking slam some big ones this weekend, man. I'm hoping you're there with me. Well, we'll see. I'm going to be going somewhere. I don't know what the hell I'm going to be doing, but something's oh, happening. This weekend, uh, we're, we're getting somewhere. I like it. Catch some like damn it. fish. But 
enough fish talk on enough this damn talk. hunting podcast. We're 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 almost up to time, but let's get a little bit in on the uh, early season scouting and trail cam. Yeah, man. I mean, I I we bought a couple trail cameras. Mm-hmm. We bought a couple more to add to our our arsenal. And thanks to turkey season and doing a little bit of additional deer scouting while turkey hunting, I know one spot I want to put one. Beautiful. For sure. Beautiful. And I'm thinking this could be a honey hole spot. Hopefully. I like it, man. Fingers crossed. Nice part is you can set up there, do an observation, but potentially kill at the same time. And you should be able to see as far as your eyes can touch both ways and see anything that's crossing up over into one property that we have permission onto the property we don't have permission. And then we hopefully can make a move. So, um, but I mean, I'd like to put some trail cameras in where my doe I shot last year ran into. Oh, yeah. You got that spot. spot marked. I got a couple of spots marked there on Onyx. That was good. Dude, those trails in there were stupid. Mm-hmm. They were absolutely stupid. Dude, it looked like a freaking cow was going through there. Unreal. Unreal. And I know it's it's wet and swampy, but dude, come on. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That that was some, some good sign. And we had pictures. I left my trail camera baking all year last year. We had some pictures of some toads. Dude, for sure. For some sure. hammers. I mean, there's some good bucks in there. It is. Hopefully, they're another year old. Do you want to tell everybody where it is? I can tell them if you want to. I mean, I go for it. Just tell everybody because we want everybody hunting there. I I will personally invite everybody to my spot. Okay, it is 107.95 north degree radius. I have no idea what I'm talking about right now. Here's where it really is. When you're driving, we're in Pennsylvania. You head north. Okay. And you're just about to that New York border. Mm-hmm. It panhandles. Right. We've talked about this a hundred times. If these guys don't know where we're hunting by now, they're stupid. <laughs> it yeah. panhandles right there. And right on the other side is West Virginia. They touch. Yeah. There's a line There's where a line. they touch. Yeah. We are right there on the point. Right on the now, point. Now, this spot's a little more north, but it's right there. You can find it. It's a swamp. It's easy to see. Yeah. There's right even, when you get to the tip of the panhandle, there's a there's a swamp right there. There's a swamp right there. there. There's a cow there. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. Okay. If you see the cow with three black spots, you're in the wrong spot. Keep going north. Okay. <laughs> you want the cow with the brown spots. Two brown spots. Spotted cow. Spotted cow. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So I'll see everybody there. Uh, enough being stupid. Yeah. So what are you thinking? What do, what do you? Where I know we're still fishing right now, but I I'm starting to get deer on my mind. Dude, deer haven't deer. left my mind. I know. Even in turkey season, deer were on my mind. I just can't get them out. There's so many things running through my head. It, like, literally keeps me up at night. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot, like, am I going to saddle hunt this year? Am I going to still do my, my lock-on stand? Yep. What climbing method am I going to commit to? There's a lot going on in my head. I agree, man. I am running out of time to start getting those things and getting the practice in. I agree. I agree. There's a... Uh... There's like three of the normal spots I want to put cameras out, <clears throat> and then there's actually two new additional spots that I've found that I want to put cameras out, and that's kind of that's kind of be what I'm I'm going to do right now. I'm going to see what turns up on those after I put them out, let them soak for a month or two, and then if I don't have anything that I want on there, probably going to move them a little bit. But yeah. well, there was that one spot that we put down by um, where the spider got in. <laughs> oh <laughs> <That> my was, <laughs> gosh, that was a wasted camera last year. So it was. I mean, you're going to have that camera free if you ever go clean it out and get the spider out of there that's i'm guaranteeing 
nesting right now as we speak. I'm horrified to open that camera, dude. I would burn the whole camera. Yeah. You want me to burn it for you? Probably. Too bad. I'm not getting near that camera. <laughs> dude, <spiders>. that was <laughs> the biggest spider I've ever seen in my life inside <laughs> my camera somehow. Don't know how it happened, but it did. I did, <laughs> I did leave my bear box in the woods last year, so yeah. I'd like to get my camera back up into that spot. Yep. It'd be nice and easy, and I'll bring go. like the drill and everything in with me. I just slip in, drop the camera, get the hell out. I got a lot of great pictures on that camera last year. The one I posted today on our web, on our site. Yeah, man. Was from last year, early August. The camera stayed on for like two weeks and it shit the bed on me. Dude, it happens, man. I know. It's sad. <laughs> and it, it never came <clears throat> back. It's gone. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. But we'll get <sighs> some, we'll get some cameras out. We'll get some new intel and, you know, we'll see where we got to go from there. That's about it for me. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, if I find, some more time, maybe in July and August, I'll start trying to hit some fields and maybe do a little more of the, the Lane Baker style of uh, scouting, a little on-the-road scouting. On-the-road scouting. Yeah, I dig it, man. I yeah. dig it. There's a spot last year I saw deer every single day going up into the season. I never hunted it once. Well, that's your fault. I mean, they were all dope, but still, <laughs> yeah, it is my fault. 100%. I can think of one spot that you've told me about several times that you actually saw one shedding, a real good <laughs> buck shedding. That if you don't hit this year, Dude, it's going to make me very sad. Why I never went and looked for that antler blows my mind. Yeah, man. Stupid. Absolutely can... stupid. And then there's another spot near there that we can go on that's public land. Agreed. I was just driving by looking at that today, looking down into this nice creek bottom. Mm -hmm. I'm a sucker for creek bottoms. I am too, man. Surprisingly. I love them. It's the terrain change. It's, mm -hmm. you know, you have so much going on usually in a creek bottom. And I've seen some slobs come out of creek bottoms or cross them or you know it's usually just a really good spot to be around anything with water i agree man i agree there's a couple spots i want to hit early season too because we've been in there since we've learned yeah we're gonna go in now we know what we're doing in that area it's gonna be good are you talking about 2b yep yeah i'm thinking and that's actually the spot isn't two no it's not it's not Right above it, man. Yeah. <laughs> it is literally right across the street is 2B on the other side of the street. Yeah. It is what it is, man. But but that's okay. We definitely do have a year under our belts on that. We know what we're the, doing the down there now. Land. We have some spots picked out. We did a ton of in-season scouting last year. A ton. ton. I even went late season. Yeah. I went there a couple times in late gun season. I mean, I, I, I got some intel on that spot, and it's it's pretty... Heavy pressured, but the spot that we want to go to where we went to last year, mm -hmm. all we had to we do were was so go close. another 60 to 80 yards. Yeah, it was just so thick we couldn't see. Had no clue what was going to be on the other side. And we said that. We're like, well, we don't, what if it's more of this? Like, we were yeah. getting into some jungle stuff. We went in blind and, you know, we, we thought we were in a good area. We were just off of the good area. We were not far from it. Not far from it. And I killed a deer there last year. You did. You right did. where I want to be in archery. That spot. Looked really good. All I have to say is come early season, those deer better be scared. <laughs> <laughs> I did not say that. I do respect the DGs. I may have punched the FGs in the face on this podcast today, but I respect the DGs. I damn respect it. the DGs too. I didn't say anything crazy. I just said they should be scared. Uh, I don't know this guy. It is. It is what it is. It is. I don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? Why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool, man. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I want to get with you. I want to map some things out. Maybe we'll go ask for some permission. 
Oh, we're going to go ask for permission. We're going to dedicate a day and we're just going to drive all over the freaking place. Dedicate a month. I like it. I like it. We're going to get serious about this. I want a notebook full of permission. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. I don't care if it's deer hunting. I don't care if it's turkey hunting. I don't care if it's coyote hunting. Yep. I want some sort of permission on 10 new properties next year. Can we do it? I don't know if I can do another high five. Pound it. Pound it. Ooh. You that got the hurt. Run. I'm okay. It's all good. <laughs> That's what I want to do. That's my goal. I agree. That's a good goal to set. Going into the season, I'm going to get all my cameras up. I'm not messing with them. I'm, not, I'm staying out of the woods. Done getting eaten up and sweating in the woods. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done it in like two years. I just went out like with McCoy, got him some intel. I'm getting him set up in his new spot. He's going to kill a slammer this year. Can't disrespect DGs if you're talking about someone else. Oh, there you yes, go. Yes, <laughs> that's how it's done. I like He's going to kill a giant this year. I'm telling you right now, I'm figuring out his spot for him. We're going to put a little bit of work in. We're going to get the hell out for once. Leave Mike, alone. get the hell out. Stay out. And come first day, boom. Going to walk right by him. Dig it. Barely holding his head up. <laughs> Barely holding his head up. Gonna be so much horn, he can barely hold his head up. And then, oh, damn. I like it. And then he's gonna shoot over his back by six inches, but he's gonna <laughs> bound closer and he's gonna whack him on a second shot. Oh, God. That's highly optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. I dig it. I like it. All right. Man. I like it. Well, let's wrap this thing up. It was a good episode, man. We yeah, got man. turkey season wrapped up. Turkey season's done. We're moving on. We're fishing. We're looking into hunting. We're looking into some. Good guess. We're going to maybe make some summer trips this summer. Maybe. I like we it. We got stuff going on. We got to shoot nine days away. So shoot your bow, Austin. It's going to be intense. Because I need to shoot mine. Shoot yours. I've already shot mine twice. Come on. That doesn't count. I know. I was like <laughs> preparing for turkey season. I ended up missing. I didn't talk about that and I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, right. man. Anyway, you guys can always find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Go Wild, Twitter, at the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. You can also send us an email at the whitetail distraction podcast at gmail.com. No pressure. You sure can. Remember, <laughs> we have a spot open on our shoot. Send us an email. Send us an email. Say, hey, I want to shoot with you guys. Actually, you know what? You don't have to shoot to go to this event. Let me make this clear. You can just go. If you show up before, like, say, three o'clock ish, you don't pay anything to get in. You come in, you can enjoy the raffles. There's shooting competitions Mm -hmm. there's all kinds of fun little games and stuff you don't have to shoot i don't think to participate as far as i know you don't you just pay your five dollars or whatever it was i'm not sure you get three shots and there's a bunch of different games and stuff that go on not only that route 66 sports sporting goods they're they're gonna have their booth set up with all the new bows that we're gonna go slobber over again that's true man that's true you know there's a ton going on live bands at night sorry i'm not going on that tangent again but it's gonna be fun boom let's do it All right. That's it. That's all I got, man. Well, the distraction's real. The distraction is real. Let's go. Obviously. (laughs) Obviously.